And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Both when Zach kicking it cooler than two penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We're going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Jeez. Excuse me. Starting just like the Eagles in this game. Welcome to Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn. Here at 9.07 p.m. on a Sunday evening after the Eagles with a chance to clinch and lock up the number one seed against the lowly New Orleans Saints, a chance to ensure extra rest for their best players, a chance to improve their 2023 draft pick, the one they own from the Saints, a chance to party in Philadelphia on New Year's Eve, and they lay an absolute stinker, as if they had been uh, celebrating too hard last night. Or uh, looking forward to Darius Slay's birthday party tonight. Instead, the Eagles show up and get run over on defense in the first half. Uh, and despite turning things around on defense, the offense, boy, were they terrible. It is a 20-10 to 10 loss. The offense goes three and out on their first four possessions. They have a chance down three points in the fourth quarter to go and win the game, despite having been outplayed all game long. And Gardner Minshew throws a pick six to ice the game away. It is a uh, disappointing, ugly loss for the Eagles. Uh, they're a worst loss of the season by any measure. And Zach, happy new year. Happy new year. You said that you started the show just like the Eagles. If that were true, then you would have just done three minutes and gone out, right? Because it would have been three and out. Um, Pretty good. The, well, we're at two thirty right now. We could pull it. We could pull the plug. This was a bad, bad, bad offensive performance. As I wrote about on the Athletic, the story is coming out any minute. This really shows you the value of Jalen Hurts. Not to say that Jalen Hurts solves all problems, but uh, I think this game looks different if Jalen Hurts is your starting quarterback. And it's been three consecutive weeks of like uninspiring football. Now, last week, I, I thought they played well besides the turnovers. They were inconsistent against the Bears. The defense was the problem last week. The offense is the problem this week. And they need to get this figured out. They still have everything they could want in front of them. They have a pristine opportunity to clinch the division next Sunday against the Giants. I'm assuming 
the Giants who are kind of, who are in the playoffs locked in will rest some of their starters similar to what the Eagles did last year in week 18. Then again, it's the New York football Giants and that's the Tom Coughlin playing against the New England Patriots in the Super mm. Bowl, you know, in week 17 that year. So yeah, well, you never the, know. The classy organization that yeah. uh, celebrates uh, <laughs> with snow angels and right next to an injured quarterback. But it was as, as Jason Kelsey said tonight, I can give two beeps, bleeps or beeps, however you want to put it. He didn't say that. I'm just censoring it because we're a, a family show about the number one seed. Uh, he said they have things they need to uh, clean up. And there's things he needs to clean up. That's so uh, I think these next few days are, are going to be um, important for the Eagles. And I'll round this off by saying it also seems like there's a good chance Jalen Hurts could be back for that season finale. Mm -hmm. And he uh, if he's cleared, he'll play. It's just a matter of him being cleared. Nick Sirianni said he was uh, he was getting close. And so also something to importantly monitor this week. Yeah, I'm not going to let the defense completely off the hook um, in this game, especially the way they started. But I think it's fair to say that the offense deserves the lion's share of the blame, um, considering how terrible they were. And Gardner Mitchell oh, was what, what? Go ahead. The the defense had a real bad drive to open the game, like really bad drive. Yeah, Andy Dalton and started the they, game 14 for 14, yeah. and then they had a bad. Uh, then they allowed a big play on the third down that they could not. But otherwise, I mean, they they forced upon every drive in the second half. They had the interception at the yeah, end. Yeah, they did a very good day. second half. So they they uh, they allowed the Saints into the end zone one time. You hold a team to 13 points, which is what the defense did. You should win that game. That's a good like holding. Yeah, but we can agree they had a bad first half. They started the game very flat, and yeah, that, a, a very I mean, bad first. The first drive was 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 inexcusable. But yeah, I, I and think the offense went three and out on their first possession, but they but yeah. but they still like they only had the ball for a minute because the Saints were moving the ball. And then, like, following the, uh, you know, commander's game script at will. Um, you know, they, they made some adjustments and credit to the adjustments, but we, we can't ignore the fact that they, like, started the game really terribly. Oh, I agree. That, yeah, that first drive was really bad. I agree. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we can, we can get to that. But no doubt that the offense deserves the lion's share of the blame here. Uh, now, Zach, uh, I'm going to lean a little bit more on you in, in this game. Um, because you were in the press box, I was working on uh, a different story that will come out later this week. So I was Can't not wait. charting, um, and there will be no day after tomorrow. But but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, but Gardner Minshew, I mean, he finishes eighteen of thirty-four or eighteen of thirty-two for two hundred seventy-four yards, a touchdown, and an interception, which is about as misleading a stat line as you could possibly mm -hmm. get. Um, he was really bad in this game. He was super jittery in the pocket. It looked like to me. Um, he this was the the highest rate of sacks the Eagles have given up this season. And it like the offensive line was missing Lane Johnson. And I didn't think they had a very good game. Uh, they had a bunch of false starts, too. But I think that Gardner Minshew was the, the main culprit for those sacks. Um, he was feeling the rush when he didn't need to. And then he was easy to go down when the rush did come. Wasn't getting rid of the ball. And even when he did get rid of the ball, he was scattershot. Um and even even aside from the really ugly pick six, which uh, you can tell me what A.J. Brown said after the game, but Gardner Minshew, a week after playing pretty well against the Cowboys, was, I mean, if you're going to pick one reason they lost today, I think it was I think it was Gardner Minshew. Yes, yeah, that's that's what jumped out to me was Minshew was was simply not good enough. They they needed more from him. This was a 
winnable game. This was a game that uh, there were there were opportunities that they missed, and I, I I thought you did a good job describing the the jitterness with which he played. The actual the they time to sack him was kind of middle of the pack this year for the Eagles. Okay. I think there were um, six games where uh, it was longer and. and uh, yeah, I, I'll I will pull that up when uh, you're speaking. But I agree, just from the eye test, that he really didn't have good pocket presence. He was holding the ball longer than he had to last week. There seemed to be a concerted effort to get rid of the ball quickly. Zero sacks last week. You saw almost the opposite today. Even times when he threw the ball, he he was miss he was misfiring, underthrowing, and yeah, I I, I think to use Jalen Hurts' expression. They left money on the table. I was not as bothered as I think the fan base was by the lack of running plays overall. Um, I thought they could attack the Saints through the air in this game. We talked about that actually on the Friday pod. But they didn't do enough to get the ball to their main targets in the first half. That was part of the reason why they went three and out, three and out, three and out. Sacks contributed to it. You saw two checkdowns. To, to Kenny Gainwell, um, but they they could have run the ball more, and they were effective when they did run the ball. Uh, you know, they were they were four plus yards per carry. I do think these past two weeks shows you how important Jalen Hurts is in the running game. Having that plus one, even having his ability to run, I, I saw um, Professor Selman put a good stat out last night when I was referencing the Eagles Saints game from last season. Uh, we had, uh, well, I shouldn't say we had, I, I saw Denise tracked the amount of um, zone reads that they had there. That was a huge part of their running game. And you, you don't really have that threat with Minshew. So that contributed to it. But I, I think they could have found Devontae, AJ, and Dallas Goddard more effectively, and especially in the first half. Devontae was having his way. AJ Brown, you, you saw him downfield have, you know, that long touchdown and they continue needing to target Goddard more. Yeah. I think that, you know, you, you, you said that this game was a, like a glaring example of, you know, the absence of Jalen hurts and what that means. I think it's maybe like, um, underselling it to, to focus on what they miss with Jalen in the running game, because it's, it's the passing game too. That is, and yeah, even may, maybe even more so like there is, um, you know, we talk about the jitteriness of Gardner Minshew. There is like a there is a calm, uh, and this like like the the calming presence of Jalen Hurts that is missing in the offense with Gardner Minshew there, and he's not there. I think that in a game like this where things were snowballing, mm -hmm. um, you know, we've talked about how like Jalen Hurts is turning us into believers in in some of this this stuff that we were were skeptical about. Like I think Jalen Hurts's um, aura was missing in this game. Um, a game where like he is able to drag people along with him um, when it looks like things are snowballing. Um, I think, I think like, I, you know, obviously I think they would win this game with Jalen Hurts, a quarterback for many reasons, but that would be one of them. But just in the passing game, like um, you know, that, that, that pick six uh, to AJ Brown where, where Minshew like, you know, isn't catching AJ Brown's eyes before the snap and then sort of throws it without looking. You know that doesn't happen. Um, I think that, like the uh, the, the Jalen Hurts 
description as like uh, a quarterback who is like a running back first and, you know, maybe isn't like the smartest guy is, it has been proven so wrong over the course of this season. Like I think his, his pre-snap um, and his, his knowledge of the offense was significantly missing in this game. Um, I don't know. I mean, and, and so the big picture here is, okay, how, like, how worried should you be? Like, uh, you know, are you, are you, DEFCON one is actually the, the worst DEFCON, right? It, it gets higher for how I'm it not gets lower for how bad it is. Yeah. It's like a reverse thing, I think. Okay. So anyway, then... how, like, you know, how many, how many turkeys should you be throwing over the roof? Uh, because you're, yeah. uh, you're panicking. Um, the question is like, it's all about Jalen Hurts' health, right? Yeah. Um, and if Jalen Hurts is fine, I think this team is still very much mm -hmm. a, a reasonable Super Bowl contender and probably the NFC favorite. Um, if Jalen Hurts is just 70% of himself, then yeah, I don't think this team is the best team in the NFC anymore. And they continue losing players. We saw the, the Josh Sweat injury, which was pretty scary early on in this game. It, it sounds like he's going to be okay, uh, released from the hospital tonight and his, all of his, his extremities are moving. So, um, that's good news. But like, as the, as they continue to lose players, if they can't get their best player back at close to hundred percent, then yeah, this, this season that was, uh, was so amazing for the first 14 weeks as a chance to really end on a, on a sour note. Yes. And, and that's why hurts his status this year. So this status this week is so important to monitor, not just, uh, and not just when he plays, but how he plays, right? Like you said, what's he look like when he does return? There were two plays in the fourth quarter tonight that I think particularly illustrated Hertz's absence. And you can point to a lot of plays throughout the game, but to me, the uh the the pick six and the quarterback sneak. Two critical Oof. plays in the fourth quarter. Okay. The the we'll start with the quarterback sneak first. That 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 was fourth and that was fourth and inches at the 50 yard line. Um down three points. At the right? yard line. Yeah, down three points, right thing to keep your offense on the field. Not saying the, the Eagles are perfect in that situation, but Jalen Hurts is nine of ten this year on runs uh, on on fourth and one or fewer, right? Um, and uh, Minshew just he just did not get any push. And I asked the principal characters about that play. I asked Minshew, I asked Sirianni, I asked Kelsey, and Minshew uh, he said he wishes he, he could get six more inches. He don't know he didn't know what more he could do there. Um, you know, Sirianni Kelsey said they have to go back and look at it on, on tape. Kelsey said that he was he was waiting for that push to come, uh, you know, and he thought watching it on TV that the that the backers did a good job, um, kind of pushing the defensive tackles, and you know that made a a, a difference on the play. But Jalen Hurts is really good at this number one and. You know he's very strong. He, we all know, he power lifts six hundred pounds, right? So he's a, he's a he's a strong dude, and uh, and that um, that uh, that was a critical play there. Minshew, I, I know he had the touchdown last week on the sneak, but that was not good enough, and the Eagles needed that. And then the pick six uh, before the play, still AJ, just down three yeah, after an, yeah, a really nice defensive three. stand exactly. following the fourth down turnover. AJ Brown said after the game that he was like alerting Minshew not to throw that basically. 
right? And that Minshew didn't see him. Um, and Marshawn Lattimore read it the entire time. And, and AJ Minshew, Brown like dogged it on the route. I, I, I don't think he thought the ball. I, I think he was trying to tell Minshew not well, to throw yeah, that because of where Lattimore was. That's um, no excuse to just yeah. dog it. Um, but it was it was a bad pick. And, um, you know, Minshew now has three interceptions in two games. I, I You can say it's not AJ's fault, or you can say it's AJ's fault. You can say it's Quez's fault. Mm, you're muted again, Zach. Your mic. Jalen Hurts has five interceptions in 14 games this year. He does not have a game or he does not have back-to-back games with interceptions all season. Okay? So you could say this one's on the receiver and this one should have been called, however you want to do it. That's an interception that can't be thrown in that spot. And uh, it was a critical error that Jalen Hurts simply hasn't hasn't made this season. Yeah, I mean, it's all the it's all the it's the whole Jalen Hurts package that was missing in this game. As you said, you're, you're missing his element in the running game. You're missing his sneaks. You're missing his ability to protect the ball. You're missing his ability to uh, make the offense right when the play call is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. like his his extemporaneous stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's there's no doubt that that was a huge difference um, in this game. And, and Gardner Minshew was, you know, I think he had a he had a chance if he played well in this game after last week to like, you know, stake a claim as a, as a, like a, a guy who could compete mm-hmm. for a starting job as a free agent. Uh, that's not going to be the case anymore. And, and. and oh, Zach. Uh, I'm going to need to get a new cord here. And. Okay. So bear with me. I apologize. This is occurring. Uh, we talked about third downs. Third downs are so important. Okay. Eagles were three of twelve tonight on third downs, or Georgia, or today, I should say. That factors in, of course, to the three and outs. They were forty-seven point nine percent going into this game. Um, so, do are the, are they different with Hertz's with Hertz out there? I certainly think so. I think they're a more efficient team with Hertz on third downs. His legs can buy you some of those third downs. Uh, now there were penalties there that backed them up. They had some third and 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 difficults, if you will, third and longs. But still, Jalen Hurts makes, in my view, and sounds like in your view, a tangible difference in the outcome of this game. Yeah, and I don't even, like, I, I don't know how you could possibly argue otherwise. Um, I think it was a good, you know, if you're uh, if you're Jalen Hurts' agent, it was probably a good day. Yeah. If, if you're talking about his MVP candidacy, this is a good day for you know to, to use yeah to use the the bow rationale here and I'm not like throwing you under the bus this is this is a conversation we've had where like if you put Mahomes on the Eagles what would their record be if you put Hurts on the Chiefs what would their record be right uh this puts all like the the system talk if you, if you will out sure. of the window they they uh, the engine that makes them go is Jalen Hurts. Like, like Jalen Hurts does benefit from playing with these weapons, but what makes this team go is having Jalen Hurts out there. Yeah, I think that's right. All right, Zach, why don't we take a little break? We'll come back. We'll talk about whether we think Hurts is going to play next week. We'll talk about the defense. We'll talk about some other big picture stuff, and we'll see if we can get your, uh, your mic sorted out. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends. Marissa, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, I thought today was going to be a celebratory pod, so I'm a little disappointed about that. But, you know, week 18, ready for it. So, How was your New Year's last night? Um, it was good. Um, very uneventful. Uh, the football games were awesome. Um, that was really fun. Um, we made steak. So, yeah, it was a nice night home. Nice. How about you guys? Yeah. What, what kind of steak did you make? Um, filet and it was oh, quite an fancy. Yeah, it was quite an event. I burned my finger. Michael cut his finger. Ooh. You know, you okay. Um, we're both good. Yeah, just minor injuries. We're not really the best chefs, Jeez. but you know, trying to cook more. Heading just as he's ready to come off IR. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like a baby cut, you know. But every little thing that happens to Michael is you know mm. a lot more. You know, I do the same thing. This is my livelihood, my hands. Yeah, this is what yeah. I, this is how I make a living. Yes. You know, baby cut yet. Like, you know, he had to have five band-aids and I burned my whole thumb and it, <laughs> I was totally fine. But, you know. You burned like that badly under, under you know. cold water? Yes. Yeah. It's pretty okay. bad, but it's good. It's good. But the mm. food was good. Um, so, yeah. What'd you, what'd you have on the side? Give us the, the um, whole. We made scalloped potatoes, which was oh, very good nice. too. Yes. Yeah. Um, we got delayed. We didn't make our group. The green beans got left behind because, mm. because, because of the, the meal took or... too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we did it. We enjoyed the game. So yeah, it was, it was a nice night. How about you guys? Uh, Bo and I were, were both at Disney on ice yesterday. Yes. Oh. Well, that was yeah. not, not at new year's, but yeah. At it 10 was on new year's Eve. Yeah. 10, 10 a.m. yesterday too? morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zach and I went together. Yeah. We had a date. <laughs> That'd be funny, actually. Uh, yeah, kids, kids, the kids had a great time. That's Ray, awesome. Uh, yeah, Jane is still talking about how she wants to go to a show again with with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. Yes. Who yeah. was their favorite? Well, oh, well, it, it for, was in for Jane. Was it was it was Mickey and oh, okay. and Minnie. But yes, but so they you know they have the the main characters come out and introduce the scene. Uh, and it. yeah, they did Frozen and Encanto. For Casey, it was it was the Encanto part. That's very cute. What about you, Zach? Yeah, Sloan was singing the Frozen songs, and uh, and Reed just just liked the whole thing. So it was uh, it was fun being there. It was good. It was a good time with the kids. And then uh, did you yeah, guys it was, see each other there? We did not. We were texting yeah. there though. Oh. Um, we were in the was, nosebleeds. Zach was down yeah. front row. <laughs> I was I was uh, I was lamenting the price of uh, cotton candy there. So oh, yeah, mm. it's hard to tell the and kids. And all the gadgets, know. like oh. all the objects, right? Like all the little toys. They yeah, have. that was the good part about being up top is that they didn't have as many concessions open, so I didn't. We didn't have. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to say no that much. Also, yeah, Casey no, was like, I, very I, locked I, in. I didn't no. want to. Yeah, I, I said no. So, uh, and then yeah, had had a nice time with the family last night, and then um, watched 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 two great college football games. Was 
Really hoping to see Michigan, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, doesn't have quite or the Michigan, same. Or Michigan, Ohio State. That would have been. Yeah, that would have had some juice too. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy what, for TCU though and Max Duggan. I think that's a cool story. So there you go. Max Duggan gets the last laugh. Yeah. And and we'll, we'll find out. Well, the fact yeah. that he's he's made it this far, and then uh, the last laugh. True. Will happen in the true. last game. True. I hope and then it's Georgia. A game like those games were. I was, was fun. I was I was texting birds with friends host, our co-host or guest host EJ Smith, um, late last night about uh, Stetson Bennett. I I need to say I was wrong, man, because um, I was very critical of Stetson Bennett, and even though he he goes on and wins the national title, uh, he was he was awesome in that fourth quarter and that yeah. that go ahead drive. He made money throws. I need to give him credit, even yeah. though. Um, and his raw emotion at the end, like I, I love that. Yeah. that's what that's my favorite stuff. <laughs> so I saw the stat from uh, from uh, from Ben Standing, our Commanders reporter, Jake Fromm, who's who's the former Georgia quarterback, who seemed like he was at Georgia forever, right? Like it was a four year starter there. Bo would have probably considered him old coming out of the draft. He's been in the NFL now for what two three years thereabouts. Uh, Stetson Bennett is older than Jake Fromm. Wow. How crazy is that? I think, I think Dane has now don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure Dane has said that he thinks Stetson Bennett will be on, uh, an NFL roster squad this year. Yeah. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure he has said that on, uh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Not saying he's going to be a starter, but yeah, you know, sure. As he, he will have an opportunity, yeah. And CJ Stroud improved his draft stock. I feel like. Oh yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah, not like drastically, but. And it was a shame Marvin Harrison got hurt there. So because yeah. he was he was balling. Did you watch those games, Bo? Uh, we had the uh, the TCU game on at uh, at our friend's house where we had a little get together with the kids. Um, and the other game I turned on with about a minute left. And watch the watch the end of the, the Georgia drive and then the missed kick. Did you change the ball dropping or did you watch the ball go left? No, no, I watched the ball. Okay. Uh, we were we Football. were we were watching uh, your show, uh, Fleischman's in trouble. Oh, okay. Early thoughts. Oh, I mean, this we're in like episode six. We've already we, oh, we nice were watching thought. too, but that doesn't. Oh, okay. I just gotcha. was just saying it's a depressing show. <laughs> Well, okay. Michael asked what show that was after Sheil and Zap were talking about it. I said, Bo said it's depressing. We can't watch it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's so. not. I don't think you need to like run out and watch it. Okay. Like it's a good show, but I'm just. I'm not like. I'm, I, I, there are other shows that I would evangelize much sooner than than that. If you uh, okay, I appreciate storytelling and character development and things of that nature. So, <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there are other shows with that too. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a good um, show. It's not a great show, I think. That's all. I got you. I got you. Okay. It passes the time. <laughs> okay. You feel differently? Well, I enjoyed it, but we really don't need to go down that rabbit hole on <laughs> an Eagles podcast. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your expectation for, for Jalen Hurts, Zach? And what did Nick Sirianni say about that after the game? So Nick Sirianni said that Hertz was close, that um, that uh, he it makes no sense to declare this one way or the other right now. There's stuff that they have to go through this week, 
but um, if if Hertz is cleared, he'll play. And then there was a follow up. So if he's medically cleared, he'll play. And Nick said yes. So uh, yeah, that's that's uh, it's it certainly sounds like it's going in that direction. The fact that he returned to practice this week, he was on a limited basis. Minshew took all the first team snaps this week, but uh, you know, it's especially. We should find out tonight if this game's on Saturday or Sunday. I'm assuming it's on. It's I on guess Sunday. We're probably gonna find out at halftime of this game, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think tonight they said. Okay, so I'm assuming the Eagles' game's gonna be on on Sunday. Would give Jalen a full practice week. Not to say that a Saturday game would dramatically change it one way or the other, but it's a more condensed practice week. Otherwise, I really hope it's uh, not Saturday night. Oof. Yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking for the competitive spirit of the NFL. Like if the game Saturday night and the Eagles won that game, then San Francisco and Dallas right. wouldn't have in yeah. So right. they'd only be playing for seed, I guess, right? So uh so it, but it's this is the thing that they've painted themselves into. There are there's a shortage of games that matter, but also don't af- affect, affect how other, much other games matter. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's beyond my pay grade. This, this is a big uh, uh this is a pet uh uh issue for Denis. Uh he talked he he complains about it a lot, I think rightfully so, and I think he has the right solution. The NFL should have uh AFC on Saturday, NFC games on Sunday, and then you flip flop you can you flip flop every year. That way that's you would strategy. you would uh avoid this situation. And do you do it World Cup style where they all play at the same time? I don't think you have to do that, but okay. I think, yeah, you, you could have one, you could still have one primetime game each night, okay. I think, but yeah, for the most part. Baseball does that now, right? Baseball plays every game at like the same time. Do they on the last day of the, day of the season? I think they changed that a few years ago. Now I'm second guessing myself, mm-hmm. but pretty sure for that reason. Yeah. If someone in the chat knows, let us know. we'll see. Uh, all right, Zach. What else? What else from before we get to the defense? What else from Sirianni, uh, from Garner Minshew, and and like what was the general mood in the locker room? Yeah. So, uh, the, the the mood was pretty pissed off, right? I mean, they they I know as you would say, better be pissed off than pissed on. Um, they felt like they squandered an opportunity here, and there was a lot of things that need to be cleaned up. Uh, there was a play that I saw mentioned in the chat, and it was a big play in the game. It was the the Kenny Gainwell touchdown that was called back by the Landon Dickerson. Yeah, hold. we should talk about this. Yeah, Terrible it, was a bad, call. it was a bad call. Now, as you watch it back, it looks like Jordan Mailata had a holding call on the. But they or, but the refs said that that, that they yeah. clarified to the guys Ex- that they, that's not what they called. Yeah. So then exactly. So uh, speaking to Jordan after the words, Jordan said like they asked and no, it was it was on Dickerson and. Jordan said, it's like the ref never saw an effing pancake in his life. Um, Waffle man. The uh, French toast guy. Jason Kelsey said, this is a play you see sometimes where like the defensive players on the ground, the offensive player has his hands up and they're like conditioned almost to throw the flag there. But it was not a, it was not a holding call on Landa Dickerson. And it was, it was a huge play in the game. It was a four point swing that could have given the Eagles, you know, the lead after the AJ Brown touchdown. However, like the Eagles don't really have any like leg to stand on and can complain about the refs in this game, given their effort. So, but that call came up and uh, I did not get a chance to talk to Dickerson, 
but yeah, that 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 call came up in the locker room after after, after the game. I thought watching it, my lot I had a hold, but they did not call that on 68. They called it on 69. Um, elsewhere in the locker room, there was just yeah, there was a lot of talks ab- about how they need to they can't panic, but but they need to fix this. Jason Kelsey lamented missed assignments, communication. Right, there were there were gaps in terms of you know the penalties on on offense. There was uncharacteristic the pre snap penalties. That's something that absolutely must be cleaned up. You had a different yeah, really quarterback, sloppy. and you had a different right tackle. But there was one drive in the second half, was it, when they had three false starts on the drive, um, and that just kills you. It just kills you. So uh, that jumps out. We discussed the blocking. Um, some of it look. Cameron Jordan had three sacks. That's the side of the field that Lane Johnson would typically be in. I'm assuming Lane, that Cameron Jordan would not have three sacks if Lane Johnson was playing. Therefore, the Eagles missed Lane Johnson. <laughs> All right. Um, but uh, I, I do think Minshew had something to do with it. And I'm not ready to say it, it's, it's a big problem, but they do need Lane Johnson back. So that is something we will see. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a little troubling just as a team that they came out so flat, you know, aside from, you know, missing Jalen Hurts, that after last week when they're talking about, you know, this was a wake-up call that we sort of needed, and then you come out in this game and you play, like, significantly worse um, and sloppier, you know, that's not great. And in terms of, like, missed opportunities, it's a huge missed opportunity Mm -hmm. because you – even even if they are able to come out next week and win the game and they're 14 point favorites now on the early line because i think the expectation is the giants are going to rest their good players even if you do that you're you're probably forcing jalen hurts onto the field uh making him take hits even if you have even if you win the game and you have a buy on the other side you know you have guys like uh like brandon graham who we can talk about and uh had, had, a, had a had a fun day but you know, play the most snaps that he's had to play in a game this season because Josh Sweat got hurt. He's a guy who could use a week off. You got all these like aging uh, defensive players. Um, those guys could use the extra time. The offensive line, like you're you are inviting the possibility of more injury, and you're inviting the possibility of of a loss and getting out of this uh, without the number one seed. And boy, would that be a, just a total disaster. I couldn't agree more. Like I I could not agree more. This this. Uh... <laughs> this would be an, uh, an utter collapse if if they don't get the one seed, and they they need it. They kind of they need to regroup. Um, it would be problematic if if they can't. This was the perfect chance, right? Like I I mentioned it in the story. You said it on top of the show. It was all set up for this to happen. That they played three games on the road. They lose last week in Dallas, but it's kind of like. In the NBA Finals, you know, when it's like 2-3-2 two, two, and you lose game five, you're like, all right, we'll win game six at home in front of our home crowd. And uh, they had that opportunity to do that. And it just, for them to have this type of performance, this is bad. It was bad on the coaching staff. It was bad on the players. It's it's bad all around. Um, and uh, I, I don't want to say things are, are going to get tight this week, but they do need, you know, this is, this is one of those things where you you you'll learn a lot about them by the way they come out on Sunday. Let me ask you as a, as a thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Let's say, let's say the Eagles win next week. Jalen Hurts comes back. Mm-hmm. They get the bye. 
And then in the divisional round, they lose at home to the Packers. Hmm. How how much would your 10,000-foot view feeling of the Eagles season and the relative success of their season change if that's the way that this goes down? Because like a week ago, even, even yeah. after the loss of the Cowboys, this is this season has been an unequivocal success, right? Yes. Like you have found your franchise quarterback. Yes. Uh, all these moves paid off. You were the best team in football for a long stretch. You know, the 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 stakes are probably, you know, Super Bowl or bust, but you can feel very good about the health of the roster, like the the the, the state of the roster. Now we've talked about for several reasons why that's not really the case because there's a lot of change coming to this roster, but you feel good. You've got AJ Brown, you've got Devontae Smith, you've got Jalen Hurts. We'll see what happens after that. The lines should still be good. You know, you're rolling. But if that's if if they collapse to that degree, like you can't really feel that good about the season, right? Like, how do you feel about the coaching yes. staff if that's it's, the case? Look, it's a great point, Bo, because if you told me before the season that they would be in the divisional round of the playoffs, I would say that's a success. Right, like that's that's improvement upon last year. And if you told me that they do it when Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate, I would say that's a that's a complete success. But within the context of a season when they're thirteen and one, and it's a it's it's a down year in the NFC. I don't think anyone can debate that. You know, the second best team in the division is starting the I'm sorry in the conference and might be the best team in the conference. Right, is is starting a seventh round rookie at quarterback. Um, you talked about it on last week's show that the, the quarterbacks that you, you know, Dak Prescott might be the best quarterback other than Hertz or along with Hertz in the postseason. You're not getting these in the, on the NFC side, you're, you're not getting these historic Rogers Brady years. Like this is a year that's set up for the Eagles to make some noise. If the Eagles don't win a playoff game under those circumstances, that's, that's bad. Right, that uh, given the way they're playing, that is bad. But given my expectations, do not come along. Yeah, exactly. As the expression goes, opportunity is not a lengthy visitor. Mm. But but given the way this season started or going into it, I would say this is you know that that would have been what I expected. I think I think the I think they need to win a playoff game. Okay. I think if they if they if they go out and the championship game. You like, you know, that's a disappointment and it, it it does feel like a missed opportunity, but like at least you took a step. Sure. Um yeah, I think I think if they get to the NFC championship game, I think you you feel okay. But that doesn't I don't, maybe maybe that's not fair. Maybe you, you just feel crushed. But uh let's talk about the defense, Zach. Um so no Avante Maddox in this game, obviously. Um, and a little bit of curiosity about how the Eagles would approach that. They stick with Josiah Scott. In the nickel, Reed Blankenship at safety. Um, Josh Sweat goes down with a with a scary injury Very early scary. on, um, and a pretty uh, sullen scene. What, what what was your view from the press box? Yes, yeah, I mean, whenever a stretcher comes out onto the mm. field and they're kneeling around the player, and like they were driving the off so slowly, that was yeah. like a little bit. And the whole sideline empties. That's that's scary, mm. and you know, knowing you know knowing which what Josh Sweat has has kind of dealt with in his football life. It, this is not, I, I don't, I don't say this and like a smart alky comment. I say this, honestly, this is not the first time he's been rushed in an ambulance from a football game before, right? Yeah. When he was in high school, um, he almost lost his leg in a game. 
And then you think last year uh, he has a, a chance to play in the playoffs and he has internal bleeding and it was a life-threatening situation, had to go to the hospital. And so, yeah, he's he's someone who is, has dealt with you know tragic events from a football perspective or scary events from a football perspective. And certainly uh, this is among them. You know, you, you, you see, and I hate to, I hate to frame it this way because like every injury is significant, but you almost kind of differentiate for lack of a better term between like a football injury, a sport injury and an injury that is going to, you know, potentially affect your life. Right. Sure. And, uh, and whenever you talk about the neck or the head, um, that's, that's the case. So it's scary. So it was, it was uh, great for, for, for Josh sweat to hear that he had movement in all his extremities that he's being released from the hospital tonight. As you mentioned, um, I don't have anything as far as his football status as of now, but, uh, that's, that's, a that's, that's a great sign for Josh sweat. Mm. So they get the, there's a, a 15 play 75 yard drive to open mm -hmm. uh, the game that lasts almost nine minutes. And, Bad drive. and you know, the saints yeah. sort of set their tone, um, that way. And, and, they really moved the ball throughout the first half, despite only coming out with 13 points. Um, but the defense settled down in the second half. As you said, they didn't allow any points to the offense in the second half. Several big uh, third down stops in the second half. Uh, six sacks. Brandon Graham gets his 10th his, uh, sack and then his 11th sack in the second half. So he gets double digits for the first time in his career, which he has talked a lot about. That gives the Eagles four players with double-digit sacks. Uh, that's the first time that has happened in NFL history. Hassan Reddick with two sacks. You had a, you had a Hassan Reddick take that you tweeted. What was it? What was that take, Zach? Yeah, Hassan Reddick has 16 sacks this season, right? Which is, like, he has 16 sacks in 16 games, which is absurd to think about. And he's he's just, he's, he's an outstanding, exceptional edge rusher and one of the best free agents. He's, we've said he's everything the Eagles could have wanted and more, but just, if you think about the history of Eagles free agent signings, he's got to be one of the best. Uh, and I, I know it's the first year of a three-year contract, but to get to get a 16-sack player on a, you know, three years, $45 million, right? Um, it was it was good evaluating by them. He, he's fitting what they're doing, and he's making a true difference, right? They, he's he, he has a unique – oh, that's that's great to see. Um, yeah, Josh Sweat tweeted, uh, thank you for your prayers and support. I'll be back this season two minutes ago. So there you go. There you go. Um, so uh, with Hassan Reddick, he, he's like, he's special coming around the edge. And, you know, I have the binoculars and I clue, you know, I, I, I watch him on, on some rushes and just the quickness that he has around there. It's rare. And I, I don't want to compare him to Von Miller or to Micah Parsons. Um, but it's when you're talking about kind of like that, that 245 esque, well, I'm sorry, 245 pound esque edge rusher. And you're, you're doing it with speed and quickness. He does it really well. Um, I was thinking about this and, and the way you describe Hassan record as one of the best free agent signings in franchise history. I think this is one thing that we maybe don't give Howie Roseman enough credit for, um, the like the the league wide hit rate of like big money free agent signings is not great. Okay. And Howie Roseman's track record of 
like big money signings from other teams is actually very good. Uh, Hassan Reddick, Javon Hargrave yep. turned out very yep. well. Malcolm Jenkins before him, Connor Barwin before him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's maybe one thing that we don't give him enough credit for because the draft is a crapshoot. It's, it, it's going to be a, a, a sporadic track record for everybody. Um, you know, the, the, the trade history we've talked about, obviously he blew the Ryan Bates trade enormously. Um, uh, what's the guy's <laughs> name? Uh, Eli Harold. No, not Eli. No, no. The other oh. one, uh, oh, Carrie Vincent Jr. Carrie Vincent Jr. I mean, you know, yeah. that's a fireable offense for some people, but, uh, yeah. in terms of like where you're putting your big money, those are, those are, mm-hmm. uh, like impactful bets that you're making. And he's done a very good job. Like I, there have not been really that I can think of free agent busts that were, you know, that were his signings. You can go to yeah, honestly, DeMarco Murray. No, the, the free agent busts, if you will, in terms of the big money ones, and this was technically a trade, but I, I view it as a free agent signing. It was Deshaun in, in 2019, right? And not, that was... That wasn't a lot of money, though. That was relative to, yeah. Um, but even like his, his Alshon signing was good. Alshon, uh, that's a good example. Yeah. yeah. Uh so I and it's it's usually these players that we're mentioning, it's a it's a Namdi. Yeah, you go back to you have to go all the way back to Namdi yeah. for like a big it's a certain profile player, right? That you're looking Brandon at Brandon Brooks, somebody brings up in the comments. Yep, there yeah, you go. Like that's a great the, one. The the big bets that he's made have all been have all worked I out mean, very well. I mean, typically it's someone who just finished their rookie contract, or in the case of Valshan and in Hassan Reddick. They they were entering their sixth year and not their fifth year, right? Um, but for the most part, it, you're looking at players between the ages of 25 and 27 who are entering years five or six in the NFL. Uh, and I just bring up Deshaun because that was atypical of their profile then, you know, and that was one of those things where where you're chasing something. But yeah, Howie does a really good job at identifying, and I, I keep seeing yeah I, I I keep seeing different names in here. Ronnie McLeod would fit the type of player we're, yep. we're talking about here. Patrick Robinson would not. Um, no, yeah, we're, not talking would not. we're not talking about the dart throws. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. The, the one-year deals. We're talking about the first day, second day of free agency. We're targeting this player, signing him to, to a lucrative contract, and he's a really good hit rate. It's a good question, and it's probably worth exploring. In, in It's a good topic to explore in March. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um I thought that Brandon Graham like was very active in this game, um, mm-hmm. along with Hassan Reddick. Fletcher Cox had a big sack, and I thought he looked pretty good. Um, they, I mean, the defense was was good after the first you know quarter and a half. It seemed like Josiah Scott had an interception. Uh, I mean, they did really make Andy Dalton look super comfortable early in the game. That with that soft zone, I, I think I think you're okay to be upset about that. Um, the way that they came out in this game, you would like a little bit more aggression to start, but. Uh, it, it is hard to argue with the the performance as a whole. Yes, I mean linebackers again, did not look good in this game. I know uh, at first I, watch. I saw my timeline today was full of uh, Gannon's horrible. Gannon's horrible. And I'm not making this again in defense. I'm uh, I I'll say what I said at the top of the show. The first drive was really bad. Okay. Um, after that, you so I know you can't take away the first drive of the of the, of the game. It happened. It was a 15 play drive. Took off more than eight minutes of the clock. I, you know, nearly nine. I, I get all that. After that, punt, field goal, field goal, interception, punt, 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 and then. End yeah, but this game. is a bad offense, though. 
Sure, but even if it's a bad offense, they held them to 13 points. And they they basically, you know, one of those field goals, the the drive started at the 42-yard line, not to excuse it, right? But um, it, outside of that first drive, which was really bad, I get all that, uh, the defense did exactly what you could have wanted them to do. Holding a team to 32, holding a team to 13 points, forcing them to punt six times, you you get a takeaway, you get seven sacks. Like these are, come on. You, you know, yeah, the, I think that's fair. The, the starting field position that the Eagles had was, you know, the Eagles started a, a drive on the 41 yard line. They started, well, actually, the starting field they position. They did their wasn't job. Accurate. Yeah, they did their job. And I, I, I thought. Except that, for your your boy, James Bradbury. What happened on that play? I got to go back and I haven't gone back and watched it yet. Got um, dusted. Yeah, that was I don't know if I, was, I don't I, is that the the first time that's happened this year where he's gotten beat deep yeah. like that? I, I can't yeah, so think I of don't, another one. I, I don't know why. So here I'm I'm curious. I see Jason in the chat says fire Gannon tomorrow. Um I'm I I'm I'm not Gannon tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not singling you out, Jason, as much as I've heard this comment before. I see the next comment. Here comes the Gannon defense. The guy's the ultimate snake oil salesman. They they allowed 13 points. They had seven sacks. By the way, they've set the franchise record for sacks. They could set the NFL. That they yeah. It is conceivable with a big game next week that they would set the NFL record for sacks. But no team in franchise history has had this many sacks. They're the first team okay. in NFL history to have four players with double-digit sacks. Okay, if like, I can play a little bit of the devil's advocate here. I'm sure first of all, don't of first of all, don't give me the the sack record next week if it takes 17 weeks. Like that 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 doesn't matter. Okay, this is the are, second season. Are you the but, baseball commissioner from 1961 here, where you're putting like in like, like yes. asterisks next to Roger Maris? Yes, no, I think. Yeah, just... when AJ Brown gets nine receiving yards next week to top Mike Quick, that doesn't really count to me. Well, did did Mike Quick break the record of someone who had a 14 game season? Maybe or or 12 game season? Maybe. Right? Uh, so, but I'm allowed well, to say it doesn't count. But more importantly, the, like I, the I sack like record, Jonathan Gannon, we can disagree about like the level of credit he gets for that, but he does not get the lion's share of credit for that. That is a that is a Howie Roseman stat. That is a you you you're like Hassan Red like Hassan. So Red he gets the blame last year for being 31st in the league in sacks, but he doesn't get the credit for setting a franchise record in sacks. Yes, because what's the difference? The players you're saying. Are yeah, I, that, okay. Yeah. I mean I don't know. I, I I think if 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 I'm if giving you're out looking, turkeys, if I'm giving out turkeys on who deserves the credit for them having so many sacks between Howie Roseman, the players themselves, and Jonathan Gannon, I mean Jonathan Gannon's getting like three turkeys. It just it it kind of bewilders me that on an afternoon when the Eagles did not have a first down on offense until the <laughs> un, until the final, like yeah, they did not move the that. chains until the final minute of the second half, right? Um, well, uh, here, wait on on an afternoon when when that happens, the sentiment that we're getting is they need to fire Jonathan. Well, Gant. it's two people. I mean, I come mean, on. One guy said in the comment, "You're the one. You're the one who's focused on it." Do you? Nah. How much credit do you think Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen deserve for this offensive game plan? A lot. They deserve the credit when it goes well, and they deserve the blame when it goes bad. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, would, did you have any any gripes with the game? Oh, plan you mean itself? today specifically? I mean today's game plan. With oh, Gardner I'm Minshew. sorry. I, I thought I thought you meant on the offensive success this year. Uh, no, I thought they could have run the ball more. Like I said, 
excuse me, one sec. Um, I thought they could have run the ball more. Mm, like he's said. worried. He's worried that 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 mug got caught on camera. Marissa, <laughs> um, would you like to explain no, why no, Zach no, is no, why Zach don't. is nervous right no, now? No, no, Marissa, no, Marissa, don't. we are all friends here. We are all no, family. No, please explain why Zach is upset. <laughs> i can't do it thank you marissa marissa thank you, thank you. um let's get back to the tap to the task on hand. he's already like you know nervous about it um zach has millions of followers on instagram uh i actually and don't. so i don't um marissa? all right so uh, so the offensive game plan today they could have run the ball more they should have run the ball more i thought Miles Sanders even playing with a knee injury. Marissa. Showed some juice. Um, but I thought that uh, I, I I thought that the passing game itself. You they, are the you are the targeted, big mug expert. They should have targeted Devonte Smith. You more. are they the expert on oversized. Come on, we are doing drinking receptacles podcast here. We're doing a podcast. This is your lane, Bo. Come on. Uh, come on, I. Let's let's st- let's keep on the task at hand. Um, I I do want to give a shout out, by the way, to uh, McHughes. I want to give a shout out to the McHughes um, uh, brothers who listen to the show, who play Swooper along with us, and I met them before the game, and um, you know signed a book and uh, talked to ODU football. I said I would I would put ODU in, in into the Pod somehow tonight. I was I was I was gonna mention how when Jack Driscoll started at UMass at left tackle, mm. he was starting against ODU, but nice. there was no organic way to mention it. But I I do want to give them a shout out. Okay, Marissa, <laughs> I played the best. All right. Thank you, Marissa. All, All right, right, let's, let's take a little break. Yep. Uh, come back, wrap up Swooper, and uh, figure out what it is that Zach's trying to hide. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right. 
back on Burns with Friends. Uh, hey, Zach, was there ever an explanation from Nick Sirianni about why Miles Sanders was like out of the game for a while? No, that did not come that up. Come I up? imagine we'll get some more clarity. He he did have a knee injury, so I don't know if they were managing his snaps, but uh, his his usage did not come up in the post-game press conference. Okay. Uh, let's get to Swooper. Uh, I entered with nine points, Zach with four, Marissa with two, and then we had a fourth bidder this week, Shia Capadia, mm-hmm. and uh, he was playing in order to uh, rob me of a turkey. Zach, you had there is a 23-yard gain on a play by either team during the game. Did not happen. And then you had the Eagles clinch the number one seed. Obviously, that did not happen, but you will keep that one for next week if it does happen. So you got one in the holster. Marissa, you had your holdover. Brandon Graham reaches double-digit sacks for the season. One point for you. Andy Dalton has more turnovers than Gardner Minshew. If Martin Minshew had not thrown that pick six, you were looking good, looking for a two-pointer. Unfortunately, did not happen. One for you. Bo. The Saints score 15 or fewer points. Again, Minshew screws me over, just like he screws you over. I'm very glad we clarified that, too. That was not the offense, right? We did. Yeah. We, we went uh, out of our way to clarify that. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith combined for more receiving yards than Ohio State's Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Egbuka. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith combined for 218 yards in this game. We didn't really talk about that very much. A.J. Brown had four for 97. That 78-yard touchdown uh, in which he sort of muscled away at the catch point and then ran past the defense. Devontae Smith, nine catches for 115, sort of a quiet nine for 115, it felt like. But the Ohio State duo had 218. I said it was 212 for the Eagles guys, and it was 218 for Ohio State. That's a great swooper. It's a good line. Good line by Zach. Good one, Mm -hmm. Zach. Uh, A former Saint touches the ball on a touchdown play. Of course, Ian Book threw that touchdown pass to AJ Brown, so that's one for me. Uh, Nick Sirianni <laughs> did not happen. Gets a Gatorade I was bath. Say, what game <laughs> were you watching? <laughs> did not happen. Uh, the Eagles' starting quarterback throws for more passing yards than Max Duggan does against Michigan. That did happen, so that's one for me. I time Arissa. We go to Capadia. He had the Eagles commit a number of turnovers less than or equal to the second highest bidder for this item. That was two. Eagles committed one turnover. He gets it. Gardner Minshew has fewer throwaways than the winning bid for this item, which was 10. That hits. And then the Eagles defense has more sacks than the vaunted Georgia defense does against Ohio State. That also hit. So Steele goes three for three, and I am down to eight. This is better for you guys than even a a win. Yeah. Exactly. I was very upset when when uh, Gardner Minshew had that turnover and I was going to lose that point. But then once I realized Shield won, I'm like, this is actually better. So... Shout out to Shield. There you go. Now, now somebody in the chat says that uh, Tariko just said on the broadcast that the Week 18 schedule won't be announced till tomorrow. That feels insane. So I think a lot <laughs> is going to depend on the Steelers game too. I think yeah, the but like the like you know, that puts these, teams at a these coaching yeah. staffs that are such creatures of yeah. habit, they have to like flip the switch to make it a a, a Saturday game tomorrow morning. Oh yeah, I mean I'm sure they know. You would have I'm, off tomorrow. I'm sure it's dependent on the result, and so they know to some degree. And they tell but the team there's got to be yeah. some kind of heads up, but yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, I mean, knowing the way Dick Sirianni views like the pace of the week for a Saturday game, that would that would flummox him to, to, to no end. Ooh, good use of flummox. Sirianni looked too well rested this week relative to the rest of the season, <laughs> didn't you think? Like he was a little he was a little bit buoyant 
uh, on a few days this week, was in a good mood. You know, that hasn't been the case. I think you want some him of to his be crusty, best yeah. games have been when he looks like, why have you not gotten any sleep this week, Nick? It's, <laughs> it's Thursday, but then they come out and play well. Yeah, that's I, I haven't thought about that, but that's uh, that's an interesting point. It reminds me of uh, you know, Doug Peterson the other right. night went seven. He's, he's now seven and oh on Thursday games. And he, he mentioned how his wife said to him he can put a perfect game plan together uh, in one day for a Thursday game. Why can't he do that for a full week for a Sunday game? And yeah, it's something to think about. Maybe these guys work harder than they need to. Maybe. All right, Zach, what else What else should we talk about here? Did you want to come clean on the uh, so, thing you were doing earlier? Uh, this was also bad for the Eagles draft pick. Yeah. You know, they had a chance to push the Saints back and uh, um, or push the Saints up, rather. And rather, they... It's actually, um, right now, still at 10, which is what it was entering okay. the day. What would it have been had they, had they lost, mm. had the Saints lost? I think it actually still would have been a 10. Oh, okay. All right. So then it wasn't unaffected. That that just surprises me. I would think there's other, you know, seven win teams. Yeah, they they have the they have the best strength of schedule of the three teams six. who are six and ten, but the worst okay. of the teams who are seven of the four teams who are seven and nine. Hmm. Okay. Kind of weird. Yeah. Um. You know, I I I thought we we touched on it with the defense. I didn't think it was a a great Covey day. I think there was a, um, a, a fair catch that he probably would have wanted to return. But Brett Kern. Um, oh, yeah. Have a One of the worst day. punts we've seen in a while. And, and by the way, um, got credit to Professor Selman here, too. There could be some interesting roster gymnastics to come because uh, the Eagles have no more elevations to go for Kern. But they have – there's unlimited elevations – during the postseason. Oh, that's so, interesting. That's what he said. I, I I would need to I see Marissa nodding her head, so I'm assuming that's accurate. I, no, I didn't oh. know that. I oh, okay. That. That's interesting. Um, so in that case, what he said is that the Eagles could just sign a random punter to the practice squad for week 18 yeah. and then bring Kern back um for the playoffs. But they, you know, they're going to have uh they have some, you know, they're gonna have Chauncey Gardner Johnson to take off of IR. Robert Quinn's going to have to come off IR. So they're going to have to open up. Um, well, they might need him now, processes. depending on Sweats. Yeah. Status, and right? then, uh, you know, they got to figure out what they're doing with Avante. Um, I imagine they're going to keep Avante on the active roster. But, yeah, so 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 there's a, a lot of different um, roster things to look at for this final week. Mm. All right. What do we got in the private chat here? We have something in the private chat. I don't see it. Oh, this is from earlier. I only see oh, it now. Okay. okay, I was apologizing for my microphone. Correct. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and and it says here you wanted to you wanted to come clean on what that other thing was. It's it's not. Uh, I'll simply say that. So I. Uh, this is a classic case of you making a bigger deal out of something yeah, that does not. Like no, you are making point, yeah. you're making a bigger deal than you have to. So I'll I'll give it in ten seconds. Okay. I, I had a 40 or a, a, a 50 ounce water bottle that whenever I brought into the car, it would leak because it didn't fit into the cup holder. My wife. Wait, so why did it leak? Why did it leak? It like the cat. Oh, and it was on my seat 
and the cap would like uh, unscrew or it was it was sideways. It, it was, I don't understand the connection between it not fitting in the cup holder and it leaking. I will show you the water bottle and you would understand. Okay. okay. Uh, Is it one of those water <laughs> bottles with a hole at the bottom? No, uh, it's not. But um, uh, so she wanted me to get one that fits into my uh, cup holder. And, you know, uh, so there was one that she suggested. And it turned out, as Marissa said, that it was a trendier water bottle than than uh, I need. I, I just need. But what do you mean a, then you need? This is such nonsense. What I just need a, a 40 or 50 ounce water bottle because I need to drink 100 ounces a day. OK, and I, I, I don't want to keep refilling it. So I, I need a 40 or 50 ounce water bottle that I can take with me to work. And so therefore put it in the cup holder. And I, uh, I don't need anything that is fancy. That's the only, but what's wrong with it. If that's the, if that's the effective thing, I'm going to take the blame for this because when Zach first took a sip, I said, this was a few days ago. I said, Oh wow, Zach, like influencer, you got one of those cool new mugs. And Zach didn't know this, you know, and so then I made him self-conscious over the mug. So I apologize <laughs> for that, Zach. And then you said you need to return it. You he don't need to return, return it. You already when have he found it. Out it was this trendy new mug. And then right. he's like on the pod taking a sip, like clearly showing his face on screen. <laughs> So, so I'm gonna take the blame for it. All I was trying to say was Zach is super cool. He's a hip guy. Yeah, okay. he's a hip dad. That's all I was trying to get at. Uh, I didn't I want to be that, self-conscious over his mug. So. But Marissa, what I appreciate and then, also of course, it about into you this whole bit. Now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I appreciate that you just want to keep going with the show, and Bo had to keep bringing it back, keep bringing it back. No, she wanted to get into it. I didn't want to blow up Zach's spot because he already said he was going to return it. I didn't want him to return yeah. it. He needs his water. Yeah. This is a, 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 a psychoanalysis like aspect of your personality that I, I do not understand. <laughs> like I, you I already have this for thing. You want to get rid of it because it's popular. We could say this for, an, for another show, but I, I would say to all our listeners, make sure you're, you're hydrating hundred ounces of water a day. It's good for you. Now that's that is also not necessarily true. Uh, <laughs> like there's a whole thing about about the pseudoscience of big water not really necessarily being true. Really, yes. I drink a lot of water a day, Zach. Yeah. Like it's good to drink water, but like the the like uh, no, like a lot of times when level you, is is well, a, like a lot of times when you think you're true. hungry, a lot of times when you think you're hungry, you're actually just thirsty, and that if 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 you drink or you're high. No. All, right. All right. I think we should wrap this up. Um, we have some important shows this week. Uh, this is this is turning into a consequential week, right? So there's gonna be a lot to discuss. Um, the Eagles will be we'll have Sirianni tomorrow. They'll be back at practice on Wednesday, and there'll be a Joe and Hurts update to come. Mm, big week coming up for the Eagles. Let's big see week. if they can turn things around, or we're gonna be uh, on a sinking ship here, Zach. Who would have thought? I mean, there's a chance we might have to be going somewhere. They'll at least have a home game, right? Going to Tampa Bay. No, no. If they uh, lose no. next week, if they lose if next they week, lose and, next the week and the Cowboys win. But we're going. We're going to Tampa. Losing today? No, because it'd, no, it'd be the, lose the division. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that would be. Uh... Wow. So that would be really bad if they don't even get a home. Mm, game. Then we'll go to Tampa <laughs> my Bay wife, back it would back be. Yeah. Exactly. I I wouldn't find it horrible to go to Tampa Bay, but. 
What would you say if you returned the water bottle? What would be your reason for returning it? No longer needed. In the Amazon. <laughs> no thing, longer right? needed. I'd use it once. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. When you return something for Amazon, no you throw longer. it out. You just put no longer needed. Isn't it? Am, am I wrong to do that? We got a Isn't comment it? in the chat that said, if you're an influencer like Zach, you can sell it for more than you paid for it, which honestly uh, is probably like true because these mugs are so popular right now. <laughs> I know at Christmas, everybody wanted one. So Zach, if you sold it before Christmas, you might've made a profit. Could have filled that's that the case, mug I'd be, money. Yeah. I'd be happy to turn it into something on, on uh, you know, on Charlie Munger's birthday, nonetheless, right? You can. Maybe yeah, there's a guy who's got his finger on the pulse. There's a real influencer. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. A, uh, a Stinko de Mayo for the Eagles. Uh, a An unhappy flu year. Bad job. We'll see how they can respond. Uh, could be fine. Could be not. We'll have it covered this week. Probably two episodes ahead of us. So for Zach, Marissa, and influencers everywhere, the Eagles are 13-3. and Gardner Minshew has a bad game. The offense stinks. We'll see if they can right the ship against a Giants team that has nothing to play for in Week 18. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Tuesday or Wednesday. And as always, we love you.